Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we got just Nick in studio. Uh, Johnny couldn't make it, unfortunately. We'll get filled in on everything next week. We got beer in studio in fat hen form and in Minnesota in real form. Uh, very pumped for this episode. We have a great one for you. We, um, we finally have sports talk. Uh, beer just nonchalantly was like, Hey, do you want me to talk about some recruits or like before the draft? It's like, yeah, that's exactly what we want. We've been <laughs> down on the dumps with no sports talk. Um, for a timeout, we got the Nike story. The Nike story has been huge. I'm a big sneaker guy there. Like, there's no way I couldn't have talked about it. Um, we have another only fans thing. I'm, I'm con- I'm convinced that I cannot get away from OnlyFans. It's going to be a part of my life. I found a uh, a documentary about it where I'm going to have to watch it because I am so fascinated in just how these people make money. This is kind of a sad story, but yeah. Um, and then for time out or for the rank, we are going to do old school video games that still hold up and you could play today. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Look, take it from the uh, from the tippy top there. Low budget presents Beer League. Okay, guys, welcome back. So like I said, Nick's in studio, beer is half in studio, his head's in studio, and uh, it's been scaring the crap out of me and my girlfriend walking in and out of the studio. It is, it's great though. Um, I'll start off this week. Uh, My weekend was uh, pretty good. On Friday, I did, what did I do on Friday? Come on. I don't think I did anything Friday. Oh, yes, no, I did. I went over to a friend's house for game night. Um, my girlfriend is fully immune, so she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go do stuff. Uh, but no, we went to two friends that also have the vaccine. I was the only one without it, so it was kind of weird. Um, we played a bunch of charades, and um, I have a little bone to pick. One of our friends' girlfriends was like, hey, I don't like charades when it's movies and TV shows. I like charades when it's just objects. That is absolutely ridiculous. Interesting. I don't even, I don't even, I didn't even listen to it. Object? Like. So it was like, you could be like. um, Be like chair. Iowa flag. And you have to act that out. I don't like that. Yeah, that's That's really tough. I'm a purist when it comes to charades. I love it. Um, On Saturday, I went over to a buddy's house to watch the fights. My old apartment. Uh, We played a bunch of bags because we could play bags in their apartment and when we played darts me and steve um are the team to beat we've only lost one game of bags in the last 37 in the last 37 yeah or we're 37 and one so 30 and 38 wow Uh, so the very first game though so on on steve's walkover he lives by them and they were saying like no we got to split you guys up can't be on a team you guys just kick our ass all the time. And we're mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. We're the team you want to beat, you know? Yeah. And so we played the first game. They were killing us in bags. And me and Steve, like, looked at each other. And we were, there was a little fear. There was a little fear in the eyes. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be completely honest. And so it got to, uh, it was like, they had 18 and we had 13. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to lose. Like, we haven't lost in a while. Like, it's been over a year since we've lost. Yeah. 
And then I did, I got us to 20 and then Steve gave a nice wash and then I won it on the last bag. Boom. He missed it. And then I made it on the board. It was awesome. Wow. Um, and then we played darts, same teams. They were up ginormous in cricket. They had like an 80 point lead on us. We needed five bullseyes, a 16 and two 15s. I got on one turn, a double 16, triple 15 to close them both out. And then I got a bullseye. Wow. And then Steve got a bullseye. I got a double bullseye and a bullseye. So all we <laughs> needed was a double bullseye. It's my turn next. First throw, boom, double bullseye. So they were just like, they were like, no, this can't Rattles. happen. So they're like, let's go back to bags because we were close Ooh. in bags because it was 21 20. <laughs> the very <laughs> first ridiculous. game we play after this, 21 nothing. We smoked them. Wow. Game after that, 21 4. Game after that, 21 3. It was just a, it was just a beaten. Um, yeah, that's it, a good old classic, uh, good old fashioned beatdown. It's good competition though. I liked it. Uh, the fights were very, very mediocre. Nothing, nothing really happened. Sunday didn't do anything except I watched a video, and it was a girl that did an experiment, and she said, "How much for loco do I have to drink to get to a point away?" And so, to no one's surprise, I'm gonna guess. Wait, before you go, yeah. beer. Let's you and I guess what it is. I'm gonna guess one and a half. So it was the, uh, think of a normal four loco, not old school, new school. So it new didn't school. have the caffeine. Yeah. So it, it was just the new normal like can. Yeah. One, I'm going to say one and a half one. of those big cans. Beer, what do you think? One, probably. Just one regular. I mean, I, four loco is a lot. So I don't know. So it, it, it was one and she, uh, so f- she finished one. Yeah. And. For breathalyzers, people a lot, of, a lot of times don't know this. I had one in high, uh, college. You have to wait 15 minutes without drinking to breathalyze yourself. Because if you do it right away, there's alcohol still in your mouth mm. that blows in there, and it'll give you like a point two eight, and you're like, "How am I not dead?" And you're like, "That's because yeah. you have you just took a shot." Uh, so mm. she did it 15 minutes after the first 15 minutes, she got to a point oh six. I haven't seen that in like any of these experiments, but I was like, "It's four loco." 30 minutes later, she reached the point oh eight. Wow. Three hours went by and she was at point or no, no, I'm sorry. After 30 minutes, she was uh point one or point oh one or whatever. And or point one, yeah. And three hours later, she only went down to point oh eight. Wow. So uh, it's got wow. it's got lasting pe- there's so much in there. Well, because isn't it it's like fourteen point seven? Isn't it like and thirty-two the, the, the rate of absorption of alcohol into your body is always constant. So that's mm-hmm. why it would like stay the same but that's how much alcohol is in a fucking four loco that's nuts because if you drink uh if you drink two beers like obviously let's let's take like weight and everything let's try to have like an even playing field about like what gets out of your system because mm-hmm. obviously like you drinking it being your height and weight you could probably pass alcohol because she was a short girl like thin girl um like if you drink three beers when she did the three beer light beer experiment it was gone in an hour and a half one four loco, three hours later, she's just like, I'm just still messed still, up. Yeah, and she's like talking to the camera. She's like, I'm yeah, I'm still messed up. Like I just haven't come down. That's wild. So, I'm not shocked though. Like finding out that four loco gets you really messed up. That's a no do. Yeah, I mean four <laughs> locos they stand the test of time. I think that's that's the biggest takeaway here is that these four locos are strong, and. uh 
like you got to be careful. You got to be careful. <laughs> I remember like the we used to do Edward Forty hands in college, and like the girls didn't want to do Edward Forty hands, so they do Four Locos instead. And I'm like those. That's crazy. <laughs> like thinking about that now. <laughs> well, you guys, you U of I people did sidewalk slammers, which is a brass monkey, but instead of orange shoes, you do Four Locos. Oh yeah, yeah we did. I mean we we just yeah. loved Four Locos. I think that was a problem. That was uh, that was actually a lot. They don't that taste was a big good. Problem. No, they taste horrible. No, they they don't. But it's like funny though. It's like I'm gonna have four loco. It's kind of funny. Like that's what that's literally why. Like it was kind of funny. Like I just remember Zabs walking down the street with a four loco. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> have you have either of you had the original one? Well, yeah. Where it was I was four a, cups of coffee, oh, yeah. six I was beers. A, I was a sophomore in college. It was like second semester freshman year, first semester sophomore year of college was when four locos first came out, and they were they were you're the two years older. Are you three? Uh, How old are you? I'm. I just turned thirty, so I'm. I'm three years older three than years you guys. Older, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I was three grades ahead of you guys. So yeah, I was in college. Basically, that first semester of my sophomore year, I for sure remember the heavy duty four locos, and into second semester, and then after that, I think is when they started to drop off. But, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it people's was, hearts couldn't take. Oh it. yeah, it was so much. I. I remember my sophomore year, we had a Halloween party where we filled up at least one fridge, maybe multiple of Four Locos. Just you open it up and there's just nothing but Four Locos. As far as I remember, (laughs) everybody at that party just like blacked out and had like an absolutely ridiculous night off of just like one and a half Four Locos. Mm -hmm. So if you drank two, it was it was game over for sure. So back in the day, it was six beers, but that six beers was 14 percent per beer. And four cups of coffee. Yeah, so you were just that is, like, you were wired. It's that weird. is that is crazy. Okay, well, because think of this. So <laughs> I can't believe four, we survived that. If it's fourteen percent a beer, a normal a, like Bush Light or Miller Light is four point two percent. So you're yeah. like, it, well, it's not that because it's diluted with that other stuff, but it's like basically having like nine light beers and then just being like, oh, I'm kind of messed up before the pregame. I got to just start chugging coffee and then it's. I remember in in high school, I I had one of the original ones, uh, not in high school, in college. Uh, in high school, I remember we went to a party and someone brought them. And I was like, dude, I ain't touching that stuff. I've heard the horror stories. This person drank it. And I just remember them like we were, I forgot what game we were playing, but they were like hands on the table, like eyes wide. <laughs> and they were just like listening to every rule. And the game from what I remember was like, it was like some with a coin. Like it was not a hard game. It was like, you have to like guess heads or tails and like do something else. And they were just like, yeah. Okay. And then what? And we're like, dude, you need to calm down. There's like <laughs> yeah. four people in a basement. Yeah. So yeah. So that was my weekend. Um, Nick, how was your weekend? My weekend was solid. I, uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday on Saturday, so I spent Friday making a key lime cheesecake from scratch. Sounds terrific, though. It, it turned out well. It's hard. I messed up a certain part, and I had to redo it, but it turned out really good. And then on Saturday, we had a nice day. We went to the Art Institute for a little bit, walked around downtown for a little bit, and then went to my favorite restaurant in the city, to celebrate both my birthday, her birthday, and Valentine's Day, uh, Bavette's, which is a steakhouse oh, in River yeah. North. Yep. Um, yep. And it was really like the first time being out at like a nice restaurant and being waited on in so long. 
it, it felt so good. We went ham. I mean, steak, salad appetizers, a bunch of sides, dessert, multiple drinks, glass of wine with dinner, like the whole, like pull out all the stops kind of a thing. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a little bit pricey there, but they, mm. they do it so well. And it's so, everything was so good. It felt fantastic. A nice restaurant. I like to think of it as a vacation. Yes. Okay. You do not go on vacation to save money. Definitely. So not. it's like if you go to like a Gibson's or Bavette's or like a, a mm-hmm. nice restaurant, because you're not doing that every week. No, so I would love like, to be able to. Yeah. So it's like you got to do it because I remember for our anniversary one year, Kayla really wanted to try. It was RPM Italian. She really wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Like we went there and she was like looking at price tags and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I, I didn't come here to get the. Well, this was weird because she was still in college at the time and like I was already out of school. Yeah. Um, we're the same age, but she got a master's. Um, and I just remember being like, yeah, no, order what we want. Yeah. And, then, and it, then we worry about this later. This is future Job's or Kayla's problem. Yeah. It's like a, I didn't come here to play school yeah. kind of kind of yeah. thing. I didn't come here to look at prices on my nice meal out. Uh, so, yeah, that was Saturday. Uh, and what kind then, of steaks you get? I got to ask. Um, so I went with the Chicago cut ribeye, which I usually do the, the dry age bone and ribeye when I go there, but I wanted to try something different. I don't so. think you can go wrong with either. I, I love the Chicago cut. Yeah. I think I told, uh, beer on this podcast. If he went to Gibson's, get the Chicago cut. Yeah. It's yep, good. I did. Oh, you did. When I, got, when I went there. Yes. Yep. What did you Chicago think cut. of it? Well, I didn't go there. I, cause it wasn't open, but we got it for delivery to our hotel when I stayed in Chicago in like November. But yes, it was amazing. It was literally like, I was so happy because I hadn't had a good, like good steak in so long. And then it was like delivered to our room and it was perfect from Gibson's right next door. Like, nice. hell yeah. Yes. That's the reason I don't think I could honestly be vegetarian because like a good steak, like even the ones I make and stuff, like I don't think I'm like the greatest cook or anything, but I think I can cook a decent steak. Like, just, like, I take one bite, and I'm like, meat's good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's, good. it's one of those things, though, where it's like, oh, if if that's what you splurge on every once in a while uh, from, like, a meat perspective, that's, like, totally worth it kind of a thing. It's like, cut out all the other stuff, but then go for a nice steak every once in a while. It, I, it, I'm not going to do that, but if, you know, people It's always this. When you go to a steakhouse, get a cut that you don't normally get at home. Like, you can get, a, like, a New York strip at home. Uh, you can get like, you know, some like skirt steak. Like when you go, when you go out, like how you got like the bone and ribeye or the Chicago cut, like that's something you want because you want like what they got in the kitchen. Yeah. Like you want that type of grill. You want that, yeah. that type of oven. Like, and I always get it rare too, because whenever I, I try to cook it rare, I'm always worried that I'm undercooking it or just not doing it right. It's like, I trust, I trust that they're going to do it right. I'm a medium rare guy. I don't think anything above it. I won't know. I've heard, I've been with people where they get a medium. I'm cool with it. Anything above it, though, I'm like, mm. why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why are you paying for that? Exactly. It, it's yeah. weird because you see them chewing and, and they're chewing. Yeah. I, I don't want that with like, if I go out for a steak, like I want to put it in and like, oh, that's, that's, you it's wanna... like melting and oh. savor. I know that's like the biggest snob thing to say. I don't think it really is. One thing that we learned though from this trip was like there is a a slight step in between rare and uh, medium rare. Mm-hmm. They called it rare plus. 
So it was like, oh. it was like, oh, like with rare, like it's going to be red on the middle and it's usually going to be pretty cold, but we can do rare plus, which like kind of gets it a little bit warmer and it's not all the way to, to medium rare, which I was like, I didn't really that know that sounds was a like thing. what I want. Yeah, exactly. I think that would fit the mold for what a lot of people go for. Cause a lot of people do medium rare because they don't want rare, but they still want something good. Cause so I like, think rare when it's cold in the middle, sometimes I think that's weird. I don't like it personally. I, I think I, I love it. I think it's still good, but I, I think it's unique. But medium rare, I, it's hot all the way through. But I don't. I see. I like I like my steaks to be like where a coroner would have to go in there and be like, "This might be a lie." Like I like <laughs> things bloody. I like that stuff. I know that's messed up, but yeah, I'm jealous of your weekend. Well, and that's I'm not even done with it yet. But before I do beer, were you going to say something else? I was just gonna be like, like I am a strictly a medium rare guy. I, like I need it warm. I want it melty in the middle. Like I want, I don't want cold. I want it melty. So like that's mm. why I always go medium rare. Melty. That's a good yeah. way to describe it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was my Saturday, and then on Sunday, uh, had a couple buddies over, and uh, we played a lot of darts. I've got a dart board that on one side is a regular dart board. It's cork, and then on the other side, it has like this old like baseball game. Like it's literally like a baseball map. It was in my parents' basement for like my entire life. And then last, last year I was like, when I was stuck in quarantine, I was like, can I get that so I can play darts at home? (laughs) And, uh, so it has this, it's got like, oh, you can hit first, second, third. It's got a whole bunch of other things like stolen base, double Mm -hmm. play, base hit, out, strike, ball and everything. And we've like developed like a very specific set of rules for it. So it's like um, basketball, but for darts. Exactly. Dart, dart, skip, dart, skip ball, dart, skip ball. Um, so we did that. We did two two v two World Series, uh, which was a lot of fun while we were drinking. Um, and then one of my friends brought ribs that he made on his Traeger grill. So nice. I had a pretty damn good weekend, all in all, from a food and drinking <laughs> people perspective, which has been rare. By the way, uh, cork dartboard is by far the way to go. Of course, of course. It's gr- growing up. My grandfather, uh, he would always get us something for the basement growing up, and. W- one of the times he gave us uh, one of the dartboards that wasn't cork. It's like uh, got the little holes. It's nice. Love you, Papa John. Um, but Papa John, we call him that. Awesome. Well, he's passed away now. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, we we always called him Papa John. No, that's cool. I, um, I love his garlic sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think my Papa John has ever had uh, Papa John's. Yeah, probably. I, not. I would like. It's probably good though. I'm almost ninety percent sure my my grandfather never had like anything not authentic. Oh my god! Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, beer. Before you go, I got two things. One, there's a reason why we're recording late, and it's because I allegedly forgot my girlfriend's birthday. I didn't forget. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't forget about my girlfriend's birthday. I misremembered her birthday. Right. So we were yeah. supposed. We were supposed to record on Tuesday. Something came up, and the guys were like, "Hey, can we record tomorrow?" And my my job came up, yeah, and just all yeah. I could think of is like, "Yeah, what the hell am I doing tomorrow?" So boom, I just say yeah, and so then I get home, and like I already had Kayla's gifts, I had the cake, I had the ice cream, like I had everything already set, and it was just like okay, and then I just woke up that day and I was like oh my god happy birthday and then I like got on the couch and I was like oh my god we can't record tonight <laughs> we definitely cannot record tonight so that's that's one and then two uh I got to see my mom for the first time 
since her diagnosis. Um, that was big. It was from uh, about 10 feet apart. My mom got the first shot of the vaccine, so she's about 98% uh, immune, but we still we still did it um, far away. Um, it was amazing to see her. She's doing great. Uh, I really appreciate all the people DMing me uh, about it. Thank you guys very much for your support. I know my girlfriend put up... Uh, uh, like a charity thing for her birthday for people to, uh, for the research for multiple myeloma. I really appreciate that. Um, but she made gravy. I haven't had gravy, probably like homemade gravy in, Oh my God, probably like four or five months now. And it was unreal. So I didn't know she was bringing it. She just said like, she wanted to stop by and say hi. Mm-hmm. So my dad like came out and like put it on my steps. And then we came out there and saw him, dude, Neck bones, sausage, steak, meatballs, a full ton of gravy, pasta. Oh my oh, god! Wow. I was I was in heaven. So I had to say that before we move Lo- on. Loaded you up, loaded you up. Oh, dude, it was it was it I'm was so the best. jealous. Yeah, that sounds delicious. wonderful. It was the best, and I was like talking to her. I was like, I feel like this is your best batch. She's like, Well, I didn't change anything. I was like, Yeah, but I haven't had it in months. Yeah, like I I was I've been used to like having like. My mom's gravy like once or twice a month. So it's like going months without it. I'm like, oh, my God, is this good? Right. Makes a difference. Exactly. You know what they say, right? You know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. It's yeah. exactly yes. the same with your gravy. Exactly the same. <laughs> so That's right. Uh, beer, how was you your weekend? Uh, dude, you were telling me. I mean, so my weekend was good. Um, so I did smoke something on Friday. I did not post about it because, honestly, it did turned out really shitty like i'm Ooh. not gonna lie guys it was the first time like where i was like oh i can't eat this like that was like that was the first time i've ever had that happen um or, or are you becoming so much of a barbecue snob that yeah. you won't eat it no 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 i totally i totally fucked it up what like, did I you make uh so i my goal i was gonna make pulled beef like shredded beef so it's kind of like pulled pork but beef and so the way you do it is you get some like beef chucks and then you make them on your smoker, and then like halfway through, you put them in a pan with a bunch of beef broth, and then it like absorbs the beef broth, and you put it in like a bunch of like onions and like vegetables in there, and it like absorbs all the flavors, and you like cover it, and it like basically tenderizes this big hunk of meat. And so I I did it exactly the way like I read in it like I have a book, and then I watched masterclasses exactly the way they did it, and I pulled it off, and I go to like shred it, and I'm like this thing's this thing is tough. I'm like, <laughs> like, this is not good. And so I'm like, I cut a slice and I'm like, oh my God, like this is really, really tough meat. I'm like, I can't even shred this. So I was like, okay, like we need something else to do here. Uh, and like, it was like that night was so bad. Like I made, I made uh beyond beef stuffed peppers for Jenny and she loved it. It was awesome. So Jenny was eating good. Like I was literally looking at my meat, like what the hell is happening here? Um, and so what we did actually is we sliced it up and then threw it in the um, the cooker, whatever you call it, the um, like a crock pot, like crock pot, yes. And then I we tried to make Italian beef with it because that's what they make Italian beef with is beef chuck. And so mm-hmm. I'm like shit, like they slice it after they cook it and they let it get cold, they slice it. So that's literally what we did, and it was still fucking tough. I could mm. not get it. To not be dry, so uh, we got we had some like good sandwiches. That was like my big adventure this weekend. Nothing else exciting happened, but like I failed, and then I tried to salvage it, and it still like was like, Ugh, like not as good. But it was a lot better like after we had it soak for like a whole day in a, in a cooker. So 
uh, that that's that's what happened. I won't be making though the shredded beef on the golf trip, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so Nick knows because Nick is first on the waiting list for the golf trip. Uh, so we had this idea of like, hey, you should bring your smokers, and he just starts like texting the group. Like we have a group of the sixteen guys, and he starts like asking questions that you had to know the answer to. He's like. So you think like uh, if I make like eight pounds of uh, pulled pork, would that be good? Like, what if I make a five pound brisket? Like, what if I make some chicken eggs? Like, dude, are you kidding me? No, it's we gonna make, be horrible. We make frozen burgers and brats last yeah. year. You're 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 talking about, and then he's like, uh, we could do some slabs of ribs too. We're like, what? Do you, who do you think's gonna say no to this? Like, I would love to see the guy with the balls to be like, honestly. The chicken wings seem a bit much, and then we're just like, shut your mouth. I it was funny because I put all those suggestions out, and it was like all the responses were, just, were like, I love everything about everything you're saying. I was like, yep, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I've never heard someone like, Oh, you want to make eight pounds of pulled pork? Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah, you want to make sliders? Idea. That's that's awful. Um, all right, let's get into a little bit of bears talk. So there's been a bit so let's go over some of the prospects. Who's like your top three prospects that you texted us about that you want to talk about? Like who gets have you we, that chance? Have we have we talked about Russell Wilson yet? Oh, a we li- have. A well, we did a little bit. We kind of talked about it, oh, but well, not, oh, not the latest here. news. But he now he's last episode. They're fielding calls now. Like they're literally like Seahawks are now fielding calls from the interested teams from the teams Russell Wilson is open because he has a no trade clause, so he literally gets a pick where he wants to be traded to. Yeah, we so, were we were talking last week when you were on. Uh, we're not on here. Well, I'll give you a little uh, like uh, recap. Uh, we were talking about that we wanted him to get a psych evaluation because, like, why does he want to come to Chicago? Like, that was one of the four teams. I'm very confused. I like to think that he had three teams, and they're like, "But you need four. And he's like, "I don't know, Chicago." I I actually <laughs> heard a reason today. It was like they said that he really liked how our offensive line looked late in the season, which they did improve late in the season. That's what he yeah. said. He said the Chicago market intrigued him. That was <laughs> I was like, dude, you come to Chicago, you will be the biggest sports icon since Michael Jordan. Yeah. So like everybody I, will I mean, worship you. Derrick Rose like level stardom. So wouldn't it be crazy that if he came to Chicago, he would be the best quarterback the Bears have ever had? But oh, yeah. like, like, he's a Hall of Famer. No, but he's a Hall of Famer. But that quick, he would literally have to like sign a contract, touchdown Chicago. And be like, oh, you're the best quarterback that's ever been in Chicago. Yeah. Like, play for us. Like, that, that's it. That's all we yeah, needed. We don't need it. you to throw a pass. We don't need you to do a handoff. Like, oh, you're okay. You you're were, it. we're building a statue of you <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Like, it's already been built. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, Russell, you're it. Uh, so I yeah. build him a statue and everything. Yeah. And think about it, right? Like, like he can't, then all of a sudden, like, Alan Robinson might take a pay cut. Like, it's just like stuff might happen if we get a quarterback. So um, that was exciting. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's gone from, like, no way they're tra- trading him to, okay, now they're okay with fielding calls. And, like, we know we know Ryan Pace. Like, we might wake up tomorrow morning with a tweet on our phone from, like, Ian Rapport saying the Bears made a move. Yeah. We will never know from what Ryan Pace tells us. He never tells us anything. In 2017, we thought we were drafting Jamal Adams instead of Mitchell Trubisky, but we traded up and – it was insane. So uh, I literally, would not be past him. He's a madman. So I'm ready for him to make a move. Come on. There's two. The Bears are like one of those teams that need a quarterback so bad. And there's two superstar quarterbacks available. And we have a GM that has proven that he's made swings like that before. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Like It's going to happen. 
<laughs> Come on. I'll just drink the Kool-Aid until, so you, until we, we trot out Ryan Fitzpatrick next year. I'll drink the Kool-Aid until ooh. that happens. <laughs> so, I don't hate that. So you you watched the press conference. I like that he's like, well, did, we're, not, yeah. we're, not, we're not even sure that we're not going to have Mitch back next year. The craziest part about this is... <laughs> That's such a Ryan Pace comment, I, like smokescreen bullshit comment. Anything's anything's possible, you know. We well, we collaborate a lot, and anything, you know, we're looking at everything. Every every position's yeah. up there. Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, like you, we like we just went one in fifteen or yeah, some shit. He, and he says nothing. Like he says he says so much without saying oh, yeah. anything because he's just yeah, like yeah. close my, to the chase. My th- my thing is this real quick. If you yeah. had to pick, so you're just say you get to pick. Who would you rather keep? Foles or Trubisky? Um, Trubisky. Probably. Trubisky. Yeah. See, me too. Yeah. That, that's well, the thing I mean, where it's like if we had him as a backup, I'd feel better than Nick Foles. He would make a decent backup. He's just not a starting quarterback. It's like if you need somebody to come in, do decent, not not give too much up, potentially win a game for Never you. Never thrown a pick six? Yeah. No. Like I, I think he can. I yeah, think it's because he, he normally throws them in the red zone. It's hard to run that back. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I agree. It's uh, right now. I it would be weird to have Mitch. At least like with Foles, we know he's like gonna be a backup, right? Who knows? Fucking, we might we literally might trot him out first day and have it happen. But I mean, if there's any team that could make it happen right now, honestly, it's Ryan Pace. Like after the Khalil Mack thing, like anything, if there's anything could be on the table at like at this point. But uh, free agency is about to start. And I think, honestly, they shouldn't even have these press conferences before free agency because Ryan Pace walks up there and just says nothing. Like, he literally walks up and just vomits words, and it's just, like, nothing. But basically, he walks up and says, I hope you guys can appreciate I'm not going to tell you anything. Like, he basically (laughs) says that at the beginning of every – like, Pace will never let us know. We will never know it's coming until it's, like, imminent. So, I think Nick uh, said it best. He says a lot of words – that mean nothing exactly. where you're just like stuck being like, but he, he said this, this way. Does that mean Russell? Does, but then he <laughs> said this, does this mean Deshaun? And then he is just like, no, I just didn't say anything. He's yeah. just like, no, I just didn't say anything. He's like, he's like Yoda. He, he says a lot of stuff, but you don't really, you don't really understand what it means. doesn't really make yeah. sense. Ryan Pace is Yoda. Okay. I'll <laughs> call him going? Yoda. If he gets us one of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks, he'll take him. Like, screw it. I'll call him whatever he wants to be called. <laughs> yeah. So I've actually opened up a lot more for giving up these picks to getting those type of quarterbacks, uh, Deshaun and Russell specifically. I'm more okay with it. Because we've Every done single well player is on the rounds. table and, and all these first round picks. Everything. It's just if you like beer, I think you said it. If if they get Russell, for example, then Allen Robinson is like, okay, I think I want to come back. Then uh, the offensive line is like, hey, he's already got confidence in us. That's great. We got to keep it up. You know, it it just creates this sort of momentum that you need in the off season when nothing's going on. Then they go into the draft. They get a couple more players, which, Beer, I want to hear some more stuff about what you're looking at uh, in the draft, too. And mm-hmm. it just kind of breeds that momentum and that excitement that you need in the offseason to, like, really gear up for next season. Do you think it's fair to say the spark? The spark. Like, we, we need, like, a spark. Like, we need to light the match under ass. Like, we need something going because, obviously, what we've been doing for the last couple of years just hasn't been doing anything because we, we've come on this podcast and we talked about our offense does so bad 
that our defense gives up. And then it's like late in the game, our defense gives up a touchdown. We're like, well, our offense can't do anything. I, it would be like, I'm, I'm giddy just thinking about it. Like knowing that like we got, we got a minute 20 left, but Russell Wilson's got the ball. Like, come on. We've got the Tinder to put it another way. Like the city of Chicago, all the fans, the team, this podcast, we have the Tinder. <laughs> you, you you light that spark with Russell Wilson, it's all up in flames. Like Q great, six great Chicago fire round Russell too. Wilson sucks. He's on the Bears. Just he can't throw. <laughs> I can um, see Russell Wilson coming here and then starting a chain of restaurants called Let Russ Cook in Chicago. Oh, yes. Being a huge hit. Like I'd eat and there. Be fine, but just like Dickus has his own restaurant. Joe Madden. Russ. Russ. They all do at this point. They I want to can get uh, their own. I want to open up Sierra's. That's 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 what I want to open up. It, I'd eat there. Yeah. I don't even know Did the you, food you're making, be but like I'd a, eat there. It'd probably be kind of like Tao, where it's like sushi during the day and then Rager nightclub at night, and then we get Sierra out there to do some perf- uh, surprise performances. Love it. Yeah. Did you guys see the uh, mayor of New Orleans made a video for Russell Wilson and Sierra to try to get them to go to New Orleans? And I was like, Lori, where you at? Come on. Like, <laughs> The mayor of New Orleans, she is such a sweet and like, oh, she like, I wanted her to be friends with her. She's, she's like, you and your family are totally welcome to come down here in New Orleans. And I was like, damn, like, I want to come down there in New Orleans. Like, <laughs> like, Lori, get out there. But I don't think Lori would be great at like, come here, Russell. Like, I don't know. I don't know what she'd say. We'd try to get Russell Wilson to come here. Lori became a is. meme of just look, standing there looking mean. Yeah. So Wear your mask, Russell. We're, we're at a very different thing. Uh, so let's get into who are who are your top three prospects that you want the Bears to target for the draft? I mean, for the Bears, so there's a lot of there's a lot of players. There's not the offensive tackle from Notre Dame who will cover, but the I think the most underrated player that I've I've noticed, and I can't even find really good tape of him right now because it's I don't know because just of how 2020 was is this guy Tyree Gillespie. He's a safety from Mizzou. This dude literally is hard hitter. I've watched, we watched, there's a couple clips of him stopping Najee Harris on the goal line versus Alabama, like of hard wow. hitting, coming downhill, and he's fast to break up passes and everything. I wish I could just show you. And like, I literally looked for 25 minutes when I was like, hey guys, you want to see my, my prospects that I'm curious about. And you guys were like, yes. And then the first player I was looking for was Tyree Gillespie, like a full highlight tape. I could not find one. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, mm. so keep an eye out. There probably will be one soon. Cause he's really good. And like, he's nobody's even looked at him. Um, that's, a, that's one. This another one is a wide receiver. His name is Tamarian Terry, the, the scary Terry too. <laughs> Love, it. Um, Love it for, uh, from the Redskins, you know, um, and so, um, yeah, Terry, oh, what's his last name? Oh my gosh. McCall. I forget what his last name is. But either way. Um, Terry McLaurin. Think, so, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, he, he's really good. And it's the second scary Terry. So he's like a six foot four, six foot five wide receiver from Florida State. And this dude runs like a deer. I mean, he <laughs> low four fours, high four threes, like that speed. And like jump ball, basically ran the same route tree, like, you know, like a DK Metcalf. You run and like. You run a like a like a like a quick comeback route because they think you're gonna run deep or you run deep. It's like those two routes. So it's just back and forth, but you'll still like make a shit ton of plays and be like incredibly good because you can win these giant jump balls and you're a huge human. So um he's huge. The reason he's not being looked at 
and it's awesome. It's not awesome because he had a knee injury last year, and like, but he played through like the first four games, and then like had a surgery to get cleaned up so he could play more. Played another game, and it was like, no, I'm not playing the rest of the season. Like, and like it's COVID and stuff. Like, dude, you had all the reason to sit out this year. The fact that you're playing and had an incredible 2019 tape, like, you don't even need to play this year. Like, whatever. And the, he played, and his stock dropped. So, like, hell yeah. Let's take him in the third round. Like, I don't care. Like, this dude could, like, if Al Robinson's gone, give him a year. Like, I feel like he could. Uh, he's literally the mole of Al Robinson. So, um, would love to see him on the team. And then, um, I think his name is Demetric Fulton from UCLA. So, the exciting thing about him is he's the fact that we're getting three Cohen back. I keep thinking about that, but like I still want him on my team. Like, I still, like <laughs> the Bears, it's like he's just a really good player, but he was just kind of like a shitty UCLA team. Um, so he played running back for UCLA. He's small. He's like five nine, five ten, um, and easy. started out as a wide receiver. Yeah, easy, very very easy. small. I'm five, five nine. nine. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, we. I'm five ten too, but like in NFL terms, right? And I'm talking about running back. So. He was like 5'9", 180 pounds. And like this dude, he it, started like out as a wide aver- receiver. Huh? Is that not average? I feel like a lot of running backs are not very tall. The average running back is 5'10", 5'11", but they're like 220 <laughs> yeah. pounds. So, they're, so easy with the small. Oh, is he is he light? Yeah, so I said he was about 100. Like these running backs are 220 pounds plus, like in the NFL. So like he's, he's 180 pounds. He's like, he's like Darnell Mooney, like almost. So like he's wow. a pretty skinny guy, but like he's he's a little bit more stockier than him, but like similar weight. Donald Moody's <laughs> taller than him. That's the thing. Um, but no, like he. So the interesting thing, he started out as a wide receiver, got to college, and like was buried on depth chart, and then switched. So they switched him to running back because he was running all these screens and like capitalizing. So then you were handing off the ball to him. It was almost like I like almost like Tavon Austin. Like that's what, like what I keep thinking of is this random Ooh, really stop. good athlete that you could just put anywhere and he's kind of small like you don't want to run him like 25 times a game he'll get murdered like and like it kind of fits the tree cohen mold but his route running is like where Tariq cohen is really good at juking people and like out of the backfield like his route running is just as good he went to the senior bowl and like smoked everybody and literally like was like juking people out of their shoes like as a running back mm-hmm. like this dude like, nobody like realized he was going up against the best senior DBs in the draft and was smoking them. So like, I'm thinking like this dude could be a stud, even like as a backup running back or like as a depth slot. I'm like, this guy is a beast and nobody's looked at him because this 2020 tape wasn't that crazy because they played six games. So like, it's just like, it's so interesting because this year is so hard because they haven't had a full season. And honestly, the college season was pretty mad, you know, like, so yeah, this is going to be the year of the steals. Because because be. there's not a lot of tape of people going to the draft or declaring for it, you're gonna get someone in like the fifth round, like maybe. I, I like to think of Joe Burrow. Before his senior year, he was supposed to not get drafted. Yeah. And then his senior year happened, and you're like, ooh. So you're gonna get a lot more of those people that just have developed because they continuously trained, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the play time. So. I'm excited. I mean, I like everything you're saying. I don't know any of these people, but I like it. <laughs> it's like really funny because I'll look at like top 10 lists and they're not even there. They're not even on there. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, these guys are really good. And I remember watching them in 2019. That's why. And like, I just remember these 2019 tape and I'm like, what happened in 2020? I'm like, oh, like 
Terry got injured and like Fulton played like a couple games. Like, like these guys are going to be, nobody's going to realize who they are. So it's just, it's kind of fun to see that this year, this will be the year of the steal. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And Mac, so last but not least, the more I watch Mac Jones, the more I fall in love with Yes. He's a big dude. Like, and I love it. He's got a little like baby fat on him. And I, I don't know what it is, but he can just drop dimes. Like he is like a young baby version of Ben Roethlisberger. That's what he reminds me of. So, I think he's I got he's got build. He's got poise. Um, he's obviously like very very committed to the game, uh, and you know performed really really well this past season. And granted, it was a weird season with COVID and everything like that. But like you said, he was just dropping dimes in the uh, college football playoff. So, and he beat up on Notre Dame. So I'm like. <laughs> he must be good then if he's beating up on Notre Dame. Oh, he beat up. I, yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I like, a, I liked all that you're saying. It's maybe I don't know the players, but I like the positions that you were talking about at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you very much for that beer. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about sports related before we go to timeout is the bear or I'm sorry, the bulls and the Hawks. They're making some noise. Are they? I've I've not watched a second of hockey or basketball yet this year. They're not making some any, noise. I mean, kinds. Bulls are the sixth seed right now. Hawks are looking Ooh. great. And um, Illinois just beat Michigan. You guys forgot about that? Ooh, no. yeah. Yes. So number that, four Illinois beat number two Michigan. Wow, that that helped <laughs> Iowa a lot. So I was thrilled. Wow, Big Ten basketball apparently this year. What's going on? So it's always, always. Crazy. No, that's, no, that's not always. On. It's that's always not crazy. On. It's always crazy, cool. but it's not always like really good. But, <laughs> but coming from someone that went to a Big Ten school, I'll, I'll be honest. No, that's not normally our thing. Iowa, you guys haven't been ranked in a while. So we, let, let me just go. This is the first year yeah. in a long time. Like we're this is like one of those run years. So if it doesn't happen this year, it's going to. Hopefully, like next year, we're going to be pretty deflated. I feel like. So let me We've got some studs. Let me just read off the Big Ten teams that are in the top twenty-five: mm-hmm. Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. I mean, that's pretty impressive for that many Big Ten teams to be in the top twenty-five. That's insane. Um, I was actually playing right now. Let me let me get a little score update. Um, they made a big win against Ohio State, who is ranked fourth in the country. Um, it's the first time that they actually won. Uh, someone that's underranked. Um, actually, they don't play too late. We're good. Um, but the Bulls have been doing really good. Uh, Zach Levine actually uh, got voted into the All-Star game. He is playing unreal. Uh, Patrick Williams is doing really well for a rookie. Or is it Williamson? Patrick Williams. Uh, Patrick Williams, yeah. Patrick Williams is actually playing really well. Um, I think Beer said it the best. When we drafted him, everyone's like, oh, he didn't start in college, all this stuff. But he's got like the frame to be built. And I think because we have Billy Donovan, a really good coach, that's why he's playing well. And I think that's how the Hawks are doing with Taves out. Um, Taves is older, but he is like very, very much still the captain, very much like a when he's on the ice, you just think of him as like the Blackhawks during their run. So it's like, they're actually doing really well. I think it's coaching. I think it's just the, the team is just really rallying together, which I like. Um, it's, it's good. I, I want this to happen to the bears though. 
where we come into mm-hmm. a season where like, wow, they should do nothing. And then they play really well. It's always like the bears like, ah, oh, they shouldn't do anything. And then they do eight and eight. And we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah. Okay. You would, you would prefer to be surprised than yeah. disappointed, which is understandable. Cause it's like the Hawks and the bulls making the playoffs. It's like this. It's like, wow. We didn't think they would make the playoffs. I'm super happy they're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Bears, you're like, just please, please make the playoffs. And then throughout the season, you're like, oh, gotta make the playoffs or we're gonna get killed. And like one a fond memory I have from when I first moved to Chicago, uh, which would have been 2014, was like kind of right mi- right in the middle of the Hawks, uh, you know, uh, Stanley Cup run. So every I mean, would watch obviously a lot more regular season hockey, but then playoffs, every bar was packed. We were constantly with people being like, hey, let's go watch the Hawks game. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it was just, it, it's one of those things that really brings, that is awesome about living in the city where the team is. It just like brought everybody up to that level, kind of like 2016 with um, the Cubs and everything. And just brought it a lot more home. And I think that given the timing, given how COVID has been the last year, if you were to get both Hawks and Bulls in the playoffs this year, as stuff's reopening, as it's getting warmer out and everything like that, it's just going to push that that bubble even harder and people are really going to be out in full force, which would be really cool to see. That, to me, is the only thing I truly miss. I don't miss like going out late. I don't miss staying out late at like bars. I don't really miss that. Uh, the thing that I miss is I miss like day drinking. I like like going to a bar that has like a nice uh, roof or patio like Deuces having a couple of drinks, playing some cards with some friends. I always like that. But dude, going out for a game day is nuts. Mm-hmm. And like not even just playoffs cuz playoffs is like a different animal. Obviously that's huge cuz it's like you could have went to any bar. I I truly believe this. You could have went to any bar in the whole city during the Cubs run and it would have been like pretty fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if it's a Cubs bar or not, um, the one thing I want to say about baseball before we get to timeout is I love this. The Cubs and Sox both look decent in spring training and everyone just jumps on it like, ah, uh, they're looking pretty good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that pitcher is not going to sniff the team. Like, that, yeah. like, dude, this guy is not even close yeah, to making the he's roster. He's trying to. I saw something on Reddit today that was like somebody graphed out basically like, spring training performance versus eventual like season performance Mm -hmm. and like put it on like a statistical model and everything like that and try to find out there's a correlation. And it's just like, there's basically no correlation between how good you do in spring training and how good your team is. It's because it's it's just like the fringe, you know, getting people warmed up and then hoping to see which fringe guys are going to make the team. Aces pitch like one inning. Yeah. (laughs) It's not real. It's not real. And then you got the ninth, what would be like the ninth starter pitching in the third. And you're like, well, he really cranked a triple off. And I'm like, the guy gave him meatball over the plate. Cause he doesn't know how to pitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's head over to a timeout. So timeout. Where? Where on the podcast. Oh, okay. So the first one I want to talk about is the only fans one. I got to get the only fans one out of here. <laughs> I'm obsessed with only fans. I'm sorry. Uh, Jordan. I hope your girlfriend's doing great. Um, actually, I know she is. He. I won't say it, but he told me how much she makes. She's mm, good for you. Good for um, her. So the first one I want to talk about is Happy Gilmore Two officially is greenlit. They're going to make Happy Gilmore Two. Um, I, 
I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. I I think that's it. I mean, it'll be fine, but it's not going to be as good as the original. It's money. It, it's just I I like that they're doing the senior tour. I feel like there's a lot of fun stuff they could do with that. I'm probably I'm going to watch it. I know I am. Just that I think that's one movie that I didn't think needed a sequel at all. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think you can say that for most movies. <laughs> but, but but specifically, Happy Gilmore. Do you think? Do you think this second one is going to be good? No. Uh, See, I think it's going to be a money like play. It's it's absolutely a money play. Like it's going to be. I mean, there's only a few sequels that have been really good. I mean, Rush Hour Two, one of the best <laughs> movies of all time. So like, if Happy Gilmore Two is like Rush Hour Two, I'm fine with it. So, That's so true. We should do a rank of sequels that are better than the originals. Ooh. It's just Rush Hour 2, though. No. I would, two. And Mighty I, Ducks 2. I would, Mighty Ducks 2, for sure. I would say this. I'll give one of my picks. I think Dark Knight is better than Batman Begins. For sure. For oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Not saying that Batman Begins is a bad movie. I would just say that Dark Knight is better. Dark Knight's one of the greatest movies of all time. Hands down. Superhero movie or not. Yeah. Ooh. Um, no, I'm yeah, just I, thinking about that. I just don't. I just don't get the Happy Gilmore two. I want like here. It'll here's be my okay. thing. It'll yeah. be like people will forget about it. The second one, if it's bad, if it's bad, people forget about it. The first one will still be immortalized. I don't feel like you can affect the first one. Ooh, I, I really thought, don't think you can. I thought of another one. It's not a sequel, but it's like later down the line. Uh, Backdoor Sluts Nine was much better than one through eight. Like not not even not even close. Oh. And you didn't you didn't have to watch one through eight to to get it either. So, um, I'm gonna be honest. Is that a porn or is that a real movie? I, it, no, it's a joke. Porn. Oh, I, like, like, I don't know. If that's a, that's a porn or that's a real movie. They, it, it's from a South Park, an old South Park episode. Oh, where yeah. they they make fun Put of that it. on the rank of one through four. <laughs> oh, real quick, um, have you ever played the South Park video games? Hands no. down, no. some of the best video games I've ever played. Um, the Stick of Truth is really good, but the Fractured Butthole is great. <laughs> what a name. It is the Fractured Butthole. But so oh. It's not like Butthole. <laughs> it is Butthole. I'm telling you, it's great. The, these games are like turn-based. They're like old-school games. They're so much fun. Hmm. I would highly recommend them. They're awesome. Yeah, uh, okay. So I think we're both. we're all like, We'll watch it, but we don't know how we feel about Happy Gilmore 2. It, I had a feeling, though, if I'm being honest, when Adam Sandler did on the anniversary, the 25th anniversary, where he did the Happy Gilmore swing, I had a feeling. I was like, there's a reason why they're doing such big moves. Um, I'm happy for him. Yeah. I like Shooter McGavin. I like Happy Gilmore. I think they're going to be fine. I don't even know that guy's real name, the actor. I think oh, every, I think everybody calls him Shooter. I think he ha I think he has literally become Shooter because I I know he's been in other stuff and I could probably pick out a couple of things, but it's like you see that guy and you don't know what his real name is. You're just like, hey, what's up, Shooter? And he's, hey. I, I'll tell you this. I watched a movie with him and Chris Pratt the other day. He popped on screen. He wasn't like one of the like the names in like the little little info. He popped up and I go, oh my god, Shooter McGavin. Yeah, that's that's what I said. I didn't I didn't even think of that guy's name. I just said, oh my god, it's Shooter McGavin, and I was thrilled. Yeah. 
Um, all right, let's head over to the next one. So the next one is going to be the OnlyFans one. Uh, the OnlyFans one is a mom, a single mom, created her own OnlyFans. Um, and then a bunch of other moms at the school found it hmm. and then got her son expelled from school. My thing is this. I don't know if I'm thinking about this the wrong way. What the hell are those moms doing on OnlyFans? It don't like time on their hands <laughs> because like they're they're stalking other moms. I guess. But, but no, 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 no. They found her on OnlyFans. What are they doing on OnlyFans? Yeah. They she doesn't post about it on her social media. Like they must have been scouring OnlyFans and just been like, "Oh my god, I know this boob." I'm going to tell on this boob. And it's like, that is crazy to me. It's like how, first off, I don't think it's any of their business. I don't think that it has any, like, I don't know. Dude, it's crazy. I don't think it it matters about what he goes to school. That's insane that he got expelled. Like, you know, expel a kid for something the kid does. Like. Why are you? Well, why did the? Why does the school get involved with something the parent is doing outside of school? Like I just don't understand. I think like, I was reading that it was. It, it might be a Catholic school or a Christian school of some kind. Uh, so I think that well, was part it, of it. But it still. It, it, it yeah, still a, does not explain why you would. Ex, like why you. Like first of all, there's nothing wrong with what she was doing. Second of all, like why are you punishing, the student, for something the parent was doing that has no bearing on the student. In yeah. the in the classroom. If I think of it like being expelled, I think of it's like the kid did something. Yeah. Like say he got into a fight or he got in a couple of fights or he was, you know, doing pranks or whatever. That that is grounds for expulsion. I don't understand why this would matter. And and I'm not gonna lie, I don't get why these moms care. What like how does that affect their life in the slightest? This is just what they must get off on, like tattletaling and telling someone that they're wrong. Because it doesn't matter that she's an OnlyFans. It doesn't matter how she makes her money. She pays her tuition, or she pays her son's tuition. And then, like, yeah. I don't, I don't get the thing. Yeah, it's just a, um, yeah, feeling of superiority. And it's funny too to me. It's, um, it's like the, um, the Streisand effect, which is like by, by like. Uh, like something nobody would have known about this whatsoever. Like none of the students her kids, like it, it wasn't a big deal at all until they made it a big deal. And now it's yeah, blown exactly. up and now it's blown up. And now it's like every parent has to explain like what was going on. The whole, the whole country knows about this woman about this school and these people mm-hmm. that like turned her in and everything like that. It was just like, nobody was going to know if they didn't say anything and then they did. And now it's a huge thing. So my biggest thing is one of the women to get evidence paid for it. She paid for six months. (laughs) I've never heard like, wow, we just need a couple pictures. I need six months and give her $120. (laughs) Like I like, that's my big thing is there's a mom out there that like got off on like tattletaling and is still just looking at her photos daily. See, this is bigger than I thought it was because you're saying like, I could see it. They found out they threw a fit and it happened in like a week. Right. But you're saying they've been doing this sting operation for the last six months. <laughs> no, no, They're no, trying no. to gather dirt. 
and bring it up, and they're like building a case against her. It's like, wait, Damn, wait, wait. Like, let me get, let me get a little bit more evidence. Hold on, I'm gonna go into the like, other room. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, all right, we'll my give six months of pics. That'll be enough. That's like, enough. Yeah. My my thing is, she was probably like DMing like special requests, and then like the girl didn't want to like sit on a cupcake or something. And then it was just like, <laughs> if you listen to the Jordal episode, she got uh, his girlfriend got paid a lot of money to be fully clothed and sit on a cupcake. That shit's mind blowing. Really? How much? Did he say? <sighs> Did he? If he didn't say on air, you don't have to share it. But wait, better yet, just write it down. Um, I won't share. <laughs> yeah, he. I don't think he said on on air. Oh, okay, if he's not comfortable sharing, let me. It, let then. me. Well, it's just because I. I don't. I don't know if he shared it. So I'm going to write it to Nick and this is this is his reaction. Oh my gosh. Hold on, beer. Let me show you this number. Can you see that? Oh my god. Oh my god. To sit on a cupcake. Okay. Wait, how long was that tape? Like a 10 second. Uh, I think it was 15 seconds. So 15 my, seconds. my my by far Incredible. my favorite part of that whole podcast is he talks about it and he talks about um how he was at Jewel and he was like looking at cupcakes and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, this, cup, this looks like a good cupcake. And then he like, he like is starting to like look at it and he's like, that's a good frosting. And then he said that like something came to his mind where he's just like, she's going to sit on <laughs> Like, what does it matter? Well, like what cupcake I buy this person. Oh my God. She's just sitting on it. Like, she's not even eating this cupcake. Like, what does it matter? What cupcake? So I like to think that that mom was just like, hey, I need you to sit on like a Heineken keg and not like inner, but like just sit on it for a second and like I'll pay you a hundred bucks. And the girl's like, no. And she's like, oh, you're going to say no. And then because that's a question that if I was a headmaster, be like, yeah, we found her. We found Becky on OnlyFans. Be like, what were you doing on OnlyFans? <laughs> How was it? Was it good? <laughs> like, you bought six what? months. Why'd you buy six months? And I would love to hear. It was a good deal, probably. The explanation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, wasn't gotta, gonna, she wasn't even going to pay monthly. She no, was no. like, uh, it it's was 20% off. I'll, I'll, do the, uh, I'll do the $111 six month plan instead of the $15 a month. Um, <laughs> my, gotta be, gotta my be big thing is they're like, right? well, just in case the investigation went long, I need six months. I'm like, <sighs> well, He's been expelled for two months now. Like, what are you going to do with the other four? And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I just think it's ridiculous. I I don't think that there's anything wrong with a single mother doing that. I think it's fine. Dude, from a school perspective, it's... Do what you want. Do it. That's my view. The craziest part is, like, I work... Not going to say that, actually. Um, But... You know, people that work in certain organizations or work for like certain things, people are like, oh, like, I don't think that's, you know, good or something like someone might say like that you do CrossFit. It's like, eh, that's a stupid job. I'm going to like tell on you. It's like, what's the difference that like if someone ran a gym and paid for the tuition and then she just shows her, I am not going to lie. I think people are jealous. I think people are like, wow, I make no money. But you just show your boobs and you make thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Could be a combination. They jealous, but like they funnel it into being outraged into just yeah. 
okay. have too much time on their hands too. Real quick before we turn to the Nike one, um, the cupcake thing. I'm like, I've always said that I want to talk to like a subscriber of OnlyFans. I want to talk to that subscriber. I want to talk to that guy and just be like, we don't kink shame. We know that. We don't kink shame. Um, Just be like, I don't get it. Yeah. What's your thing? Just tell us about it. Come like, on and talk. I, I I'm sure I'm sure that person is a listener of, of this podcast. Oh, I don't know if we want that. <laughs> We'll take, I don't know hey, if we want at that. this point. We're in, we'll take any listener we can get. So, reach out to us, dude. On Nick Instagram. will sit on so many cupcakes. <laughs> like whatever she sat on, I would sit on an absurd amount of cupcakes. <laughs> Nick will sit on so many cupcakes Holy while close. holding beers, fathead, on video <laughs> for that amount of money. Like that is a big thing. Like he thought about that, where he's like, I don't care if you're naked. I just need you sitting on cupcakes. I like it. I, I, respect, I respect it. it. I just want to talk to him. Feeling yeah. like, I don't get it. Um, all right, let's go into the let's get, let's go on to the last one. Uh, so the last one is the big Nike scandal. So the story of you guys Scan- scandal. Oh, it's a full scandal. You putting that? Are you putting air quotes on it? No, I'm putting a air scandal. quotes on it. You don't think it's a scandal? Uh, tell tell me what you know. I've read a little bit, but you, you're more into the sneaker game than I am. I know that that's related. Yeah, so I'm I'm more pissed off. Okay. Than most people, I would say. Um, so what happened is this. So a Nike VP son. He goes by like Joey something. Um, he was using her credit card and her discount, and her knowledge of when shoes would be discontinued or not. And buy them up to resell. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say this. I hate resellers. I, I've talked about them with concert tickets. I, I've always just hated the idea of buying something, knowing that you could sell it. Um, I love shoes. I like shoes with a passion. I have a, I have a full uh, wall of shoes pretty much over here. Um, each of them tell like a story to me. I, I love them. I hate when people resell. I get why they do it, but I think it's stupid. And this guy took full advantage. So he had the Nike discount. So he was able to use his mom's credit card and buy as many Nike shoes from all over. Because if you're a Nike employee, like even if you buy them from StockX, you get a certain deal. So one of the shoes, it actually won sneaker of the year uh, that really pissed me off is the Jordan 5 off-white muslin colorway. It's like basically the original metallic uh, Jordan 5, but it's just like a couple of little differences. Uh, so you see the cream one I got over there with a the Nike Air on the top? Yep. Okay, so it's that exact shoe, but what the toe is is the whole color of the shoe. So it's like that gray up top. Mm-hmm. He had 280 pairs of those. I Damn. love that shoe. That's a lot. I think that shoe is one of the greatest shoes that has ever been made. That shoe costs $1,100. I don't want to spend $1,100. For that guy to go up and buy all these sneakers for basically like $80 a pop mm. and then just sell them and sell them is okay. disgusting. I didn't realize, I didn't realize all the details of it. I just thought it was like, Oh yeah. He was like using his mom's credit card and like, she was like helping him like finance his company or something like that. I didn't realize he was like yeah. taking advantage of all the, cause all he the, used the Nike, the discount. Nike discounts and everything and, and, one of and the, the access. That's really the bigger thing I think is like yeah. the, 
the access to a shoe that's been discontinued. Like that's not like public knowledge or mm-hmm. he's got dibs on it or something like that. So that's that's one of the ways that he so he makes two hundred thousand dollars a month. That's one of the reasons that he makes so much money. Two hundred thousand a is month. He buys sneakers that don't cost a lot of money. Say they cost okay, well, a lot of money in sneaker world, real quick. So say a sneaker costs four hundred dollars. I don't think that's crazy. I think that's about norm for like a hype sneaker and resale. If you if that sneaker is going for two sixty, and you know that it's going to be discontinued, they'll never make another one, and that story is about to become public, and you could buy it for one hundred and twenty dollars. You're going to buy five hundred of those, knowing that the price is going to probably go to six seven hundred dollars, and you can sell all these for so much money. Yeah, it's essentially insider trading. Yeah, no, it is. No, it actually is. It is. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. The the thing that I love, though, is he was doing so good, and the reason he got caught is he called Bloomberg. He's like, hey, you got to do a story on me. I'm like one of the hottest resellers. And I'm oh not going to lie. I've heard, of the, I've heard of this guy. He's like a big-time reseller. He's like a young kid. He always like posts pictures with like, you know, 500, 600 pairs of shoes. We're like, oh, my God, how could someone? Well, now I know, but it was like back in the day, like when he had the Muslin ones, it's like, how could he possibly have 200 pairs of those shoes? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get a single pair, and I tried on nine different sites with, like, 18 people. How, how is this guy? So he called Bloomberg. He's like, hey, you got to do a story. Bloomberg's like, yeah, we'll do a story because you can, like, get paid to do a story. Mm-hmm. And so he called the guy, and the guy found out that he did a little research. He's like, huh, his mom still pays for the bill. I wonder who his mom is. Boom, looked it up. VP, and that's how he found it. The thing is this. The mom says that she never took a portion of any proceeds that went from like his reselling. I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe that he was making I 200 k a month. I paid for hundreds of shoes. And it was just like, it's cool. Do what you want. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? That She clearly knew that was insider trading, what he was doing. Are you kidding me? Like, that's crazy. That's crazy to me that she is playing dumb, ignorant, the ignorant card. You have like, to. I oh, think I she know. has to in that in that situation, because otherwise if she's like, oh, yeah, I knew. Then it's like, well, that's fraud. And you're going to go to prison <laughs> for that. Yeah. My, my biggest thing is I understand why resellers exist. I've, I've bought shoes off resale and stuff. It's just. I don't like bots and stuff. And he was using a lot of bots. He was using his mom's discount. The weird thing is this. He could get any shoe he wants because of who his mom was. I'm, I would have been more cool if he just had a bunch of shoes and like had an amazing collection. Uh, just because of like discounts. Like he had a pair of Nike Air Mags from uh, Back to the Future 2. Uh, auto lacing. So, here, real quick, I want you guys to guess. How much do you think that shoe is worth? The auto lacing air mag from Back to the Future 2. How much do you think that shoe is worth? How, uh, yeah, I guess it depends on how much they made. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say more. I'm going to say like three grand. That's a $55,000 shoe. God. Ah. He said that he Sorry. randomly came upon three of them. <laughs> So the only way to get that shoe is actually via a $10 raffle. You could only pay $10 for the raffle ticket, and then you got the shoe if you won. And he came upon three of he them. He came upon three of them? They, so you like, 
Uh, the air mag is one of my grails of grails of grails of grails of grails. Like that is like the best shoe. I love the movie. I love the shoe. I think mm-hmm. it's really cool. I like that. They like actually made it into a real thing. Cause a little uh, fun fact, the shoe in the movie wasn't auto laces. They had strings on the side that they pulled to lace them. <laughs> and the one in real life is actually auto laces. Hmm. And it's like, I remember like watching the video and the guy was like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, found these for a good price. And you're like, how do you how do you find an idiot out there that it's like with a fifty thousand dollar shoe that's like oh I'll give it to you for two grand You're like it's it's one of the things where if it sounds too good to be true it's you know that's it probably thing so yeah this kid um, the mom being resigned I think that that stinks but I also I don't believe that she didn't have any input I'm being honest I I don't think that there's no way she didn't have any input. Yeah, it's more so the facts, now that you've told me more of the facts about it, it's, like we said, insider trading, this guy essentially had access to a market that would not be available to the normal person, i.e. like you or me or beer, like Mm -hmm. that we're not going to come upon three uh, auto lacing shoes from Back to the Future just randomly. We have to get them in the raffle. And no matter who you are, you can't bypass that sort of free market um, for your own profit. It's just, that's one of the things that's just like, no, you can't do that. Otherwise, too many people are going to game the system. Yeah, and it's like, he used a lot of bots. I don't like bots. I think it's messed up. I I just hate that there's... There's always so much limited number of these shoes when they're really cool. Um, the Air Mag is a different story because, like, I get why they were so limited because, you know, it's an Air Mag. It's just, if he would have got an Air Mag with his mom's discount, say he got it for, like, 200 bucks, I'd have been fine with it. The fact that he is flaunting that he has three and he's selling them for 50000 a pop while I'm making $200,000 a month, that he called Bloomberg, say, hey, you got to do a story on me, it's like, this is what happens, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm a little too close to this situation, so I might be wrong, but I like it. It's just, I I think it was just a young kid that got caught up. I just think that there's no way in hell that the mom didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's head over to the ranks. The rank is going to be old video games that still hold up today. Um, let's start off with uh, beer. All right. So I found out about this today, like earlier when you said it, <laughs> and you were like, okay, we're doing old those old game ranks. So I thought of this off, off the cuff. I'm really excited about this too because this is something obviously I care about. Uh, number four, we're going with Zoo Tycoon. You guys ever played Zoo Tycoon recently? <laughs> <laughs> that no. shit I haven't played it recently. Is nuts. It's so good, guys. Get it. It's like it doesn't take up anything on your computer. You can find a free version somewhere online, allegedly. Um, you can find <laughs> it. It's it's such a fun game and it holds up. And it's just it, you can get into the nitty de- nitty gritty details that you didn't get into when you were you know younger. And it's it's honestly just a really fun game. Um, number three, we're gonna go with the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time on Nintendo uh, 64. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Nintendo 64 just still holds up, like with so many games. Uh, but Zelda and uh, the Ocarina of Time is the classic. That's the first one. That's the. How, how do you I say it? Ocarina. I say Ocarina. I say Ocarina just because that's how I grew up with it. Oh, okay. yeah. Your well, guys no, are probably right. It's I'm not, not, I'm not okay. Yeah. I'm not saying anything is wrong with you. I was just 
I was wondering if I said it wrong, so I just wanted to hear how you <laughs> I said. I have no idea what the correct pronunciation, but no, I, like, I, do, I, like I always Ocarina, called it Ocarina so at the time. I'm gonna go Ocarina now. So that's my number three. I honestly spent so much time like just riding my horse around, and I was like seven. This in that game, like, <laughs> around, killing shit. Like it's just that's how much fun you know. You can just do whatever. Um, number two, N64 Super Smash. Okay, oh. that was yep. a game that we lived on in college. We actually had a 32 team 2v2 tournament in our fraternity, which was oh. like over half of our fraternity competed in a tournament, and it was incredible. Like at the very end, like it just it turned into this huge, uh, like basically the two best players in the house were matched up with like they had the two worst players like on their team. So it was like the best player with like a basically a sandbag versing each other. And it was just hilarious because they were just yelling at their teammates the whole time. Um, but N64 Super Smash is a blast. It's a classic. And if there's a way to play online someday down the line, they should figure it out. It's so good. Um, and then number one, I don't know if this counts, but I'm going to say NCAA 14. If it doesn't count, I'll say NCAA 07 because NCAA 07 <laughs> is really good. And any like Madden game that was created before 2007 when they were competing with, like what was it, uh, 2K Sports at that time, those are good games. Every game beyond it, terrible. So either NCAA 07, NCAA 14, or Madden 07. That's it. Number one. Okay. Um, can I go next? Yeah, go ahead. So I got a little, I got a little unique one. Uh, so number four is going to be Crash Bandicoot 2. I just uh, beat the game again on PS2. Uh, a banger. Mm. Love it. And it was such a simple game. You just had to get from start to finish, crash a couple boxes, grab a couple apples, and you could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is going to be uh, Mario Kart N64. Mm, that like i like the new uh mario karts a lot me and nick were talking about it before uh the switch mario kart which i think is really good there's some about the n64 version that just hits differently um number two is gonna be oh i was a little torn on two nah i'm gonna do it uh do it uh never mm. do it Ah, uh, fine. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> NFL Blitz for N64. Ooh, yeah. I play, That's a good one. I played that. I've been playing that game because at John's house they have it on an N64. Dude, that game is still holds up as being super fun. I love that pass interference is just a thing in the past. In that game, you could just if you ain't tackling, you ain't trying in that game. Like if you don't hit them early, you ain't trying. Uh, and then number one, I'm gonna give. Uh, Super Smash N64. I love that game. It is so much fun. Mm. I like that it's very simple. Like yeah. the, the new ones, they have a ton of characters, which I think is good, but they also have a ton of like game modes. I like There's where it's so just much like, going on on the new ones, too. It's hard yeah. to see your character. <laughs> yeah. On the old game, I played every day almost in John's basement. He always kicked my ass. I never actually beat John Morrison in anything in that game. But uh, we would do um, Hyrule Castle only. You do a progression, mm-hmm. oh, so you'd yeah. go every character, and then you would just play each other. So it's like if you started here and he started here, you just move one to the right, move. Oh, uh, okay, nice. And then you do Hyrule Castle only. Mm-hmm. Banger. That's nice. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I love it. All right. Um, I got one from, uh, or four from all different um systems. So I think it's pretty well rounded. Number four, I'm gonna go with uh Halo Two. 
Oh, yeah. Um, the old fashioned, like playing it in a friend's basement with land parties. Yeah, land parties yeah. with the, you know, ex, uh, different people like calling each other beforehand, like who's got an Xbox they can bring, who's got an extra TV that they can like haul over here. And it you was got the like box ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got would like, bring, like a box one. Your parents got, yeah, you got a couple guys a like heavy. It's yes. not a light TV you have today where you can ha- carry it under your arm. This thing is takes a couple people. It's dense, it. exactly. <laughs> um, that that was always fun. Uh, just fun hanging out with with uh, you know just guys being dudes. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go Tetris for uh, you know Super Nintendo yeah. or maybe the original Nintendo. I forget. Uh, used to have some great Tetris battles with my cousins. We were all super big into it. We had a uh, Super Nintendo at our lake house, uh, which was in the same town that my cousins lived in. So. We used to play it all the time. A lot of fun with that. Number two, NCAA football. I was actually playing this on Sunday with uh, one of my buddies. I've, I've got NCAA football 06 for PS2, and we played like mm-hmm. three or four games in a row, um, and it was a lot of fun. And That's such a good one. Hadn't That's done that. That's such a good one. Yeah, it was when they first introduced impact players and like different juke moves yeah. and stuff like that. So um, that was fun to get back into. And then number one, Mario Kart for 64. I that it I've never had so much like I feel like college was really the peak of that of just like anytime you're at somebody's house pre-gaming any time of day like you could always get kart going. Everybody would always have fun with it. It was a great pre-gaming activity, any number of things. That to me when anyone says like, you know the drinking game, drinking and driving with it? Yes. If you say do you want to play drinking and driving, it's got to be N64. Yes. Like, if you said, like, oh, do you want to play drink and drive, and you handed me, like, a Switch Joy-Con, I'd be like, mm. it's not the same. Yeah. No. It, 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 it sounds weird, but it's not. It's not the same. The the Z trigger on the back <sighs> for shooting stuff. You've got, um, you know, there's a special way to get the, the drifts and everything like that, which once you get the hang of, it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. So, can't really replace that. God, that was good. So I, I just got a switch, and that's why I came up with this. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, Beer, glad to have you in studio, kind of. Uh, remember, mm. you guys can follow us on Beer League Official, all one word, on all platforms. We are now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbeam as well. Um, we are working on getting on Podcast One and everything else. Uh, you know, just be safe out there, and we'll see you next week. Thank you guys.